0: I mean, how many people do you know who are kind of caving right now because they're like, oh, I just don't want to deal with the stress. Just having to think about it and having to discern the factors and the, the convergence of factors today is too much for a lot of people. They just want their convenience.
1: Hi, and welcome to One Little Candle, a place where genuine believers are encouraged, empowered, and inspired to be the light that God calls us to be by contending for the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his people so that we may pass down undefiled the truth of God's infallible word to the next generation. And in case you're thinking that you can't make a difference in your own little corner of the world, Yes, you can. Because all it takes is one little candle. I'm your host, Rebecca Bershwinger. Thanks for joining me for today's episode.
2: Andrew, that is some triumphant music. You know what else is triumphant?
0: Awards. That reminds me, you know what time of year it is?
2: Well, it's coming to the end of the year, so I think that might mean that we're getting ready for another Christian Podcast Community Podcast Awards.
0: That's right. That's right. It's time for us to go look back over the year and say, okay, what are some of the best episodes from the Christian Podcast Community? But we need some help doing this. We can't do it alone.
2: So what we're looking for, folks, is if you have good Christian podcasts that you like, you listen to, good episodes, special, and not just your regular run-of-the-mill type episodes, but some episode that you think really was worth going above and beyond, let us know. Email us your favorite podcasts and your favorite podcast episodes, send it to info- at christianpodcastcommunity.org. That's info at christianpodcastcommunity.org. Let us know the podcasts you think deserve an award, and let us know the specific episodes that you think deserve an award. But remember, they have to be Christian podcasts.
1: Did you know that there are 8,000 total prophetic verses in the Bible and that one out of every three verses in the New Testament contain prophecy. 23 out of 27 New Testament books mention the second coming of Jesus. And actually, the first prophecy concerning Christ Jesus is found in the very first book of the Bible in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. There are 333 prophecies concerning Jesus Christ. Only 109 of them were fulfilled at his first coming, and at least 224 are left yet to be fulfilled. You can ignore it, but it's not going to go away. Biblical prophecy. Approximately one-third of the Bible contains prophecy. Why? Because God, in his mercy and his love and his grace, he didn't want us in the dark. And when it comes to end-times prophecy, God wanted us to have a heads up as to future events, not to scare us, but to give us hope. With so much of the Bible containing biblical prophecy, why isn't much of the church teaching it? Join me today as my frequent guest co-host and friend Sarah Broyhill Anderson returns as we discuss the importance of the study of eschatology Eschatology is known as the doctrine of the last things. It's basically, well, it's end times prophecy. So Sarah and I are going to answer the questions that I just posed and share why there is so much encouragement and hope to be found when we study, properly study end times prophecy. And we will point you to the people and the resources that we and many others rely on for the study of end time prophecy. Because we want our brothers and sisters in Christ to have the hope that we know, that we feel. We want their faith strengthened, especially as times get more difficult in the days prior to Jesus' return for his church. And we titled this episode, Eschatology, One of Satan's Best Kept Secrets, because Satan does not want people to study this. He doesn't want them to have the heads up that God wants us to have. He wants to catch people unaware. He wants believers to be found sleeping when Christ returns. He wants them full of despair and hopeless and to lose their faith, right? He wants to attack their faith in God. He doesn't want the church to have any sense of urgency in reaching the lost and preparing their hearts. And that's a big thing with this, as Sarah mentioned over and over, is preparing our hearts. Satan does not want these things. He doesn't want unbelievers warned that something terrible and horrific is going to happen to them if they don't surrender and put their hope in Jesus Christ. I guess you could say there's a lot at stake when it comes to whether or not someone studies eschatology. And you know, in the book of Revelation, where God shares with us many details about future events he starts it out with a blessing. Revelation chapter one, verse three says this, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written on it because the time is near. I hope you enjoy part two of this two-part series eschatology one of satan's best kept secrets yeah or or, or we're sleeping and we yeah. you know god does said he doesn't want does not want to find us asleep um so studying prophecy okay so positives for this right um it increases our faith amen big time um our faith in god and in who he is and and in our future and for the hope that's there um and that God is who he says he is. <laughs> he is in control. I, and I know we're going to see evil have its way for a while. Mm-hmm. That is something we're going to have to cope with. But we have to remember, it's only temporary. Mm-hmm. Yes, evil man and their depraved thinking, their depraved mindsets that are going on right now. Most mm-hmm. of it from our leaders. Um, We're going to have to function and live with this. For the time being, evil will prosper. Yeah, but it's temporary. Um, God has the final say, and it's all part of God's plan. Culminating, He will come back and He will set things straight. Going back to your book, the best is yet to come.
0: With with all of this, yeah. and then, uh I was just gonna say, you know how you get a thought in your head, and then you're thinking, "Oh, I forgot." Oh well, <laughs> that's me pretty much every day. Why did I come down to this room? Five minutes. Sometimes I have to turn around and leave,
1: and then it'll hit me later. <laughs> Oh, I know what I was going to say. My kids make fun of me, but yeah, go ahead.
0: (laughs) I don't know. uh, I I need more coffee or something. Um, No, I I did remember. So that's good. So in my book, you just mentioned, I talk about the three um, characteristics of God. There's so many characteristics of God, but I -hmm. I pull out three in particular that God told me to focus on in this book several years ago. And it was grace, justice, and hope. And when we think that evil is... Prospering, as you say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that is our perception. And that pretty much is what's going to happen. Seemingly we, prospering, right? Right. <laughs> put the word prospering. seemingly in there. Yeah. Right. When the tribulation comes, um, when it says the Bible does say that believers are not destined for wrath, what does that refer to? A lot of people think that means that they're not going to be here for the tribulation period at all. And I'm not here to say that pre-trib mid-trib or post-trib is the answer because I don't think it's clear. So I'm not trying to, you know, make a stand on any of that because I don't think that's the hill to die on. Right. I think if we prepare our hearts, no matter what, what time the timing of Jesus's return won't matter if our hearts are prepared, we'll go with him no matter what. So, but what scripture is referring to when it talks about believers are not destined for wrath when antichrist is doling out his wrath that's not god's wrath god's wrath is justice on the unbelievers and the antichrist and his false prophet and the beast right and so we can trust his justice to be just we will be subject to his justice as well but who's paid our price under his ju- just judgment, which is justice. And that is Jesus Christ. So we have a substitute for us. Those people who don't have the covering of Jesus, God's judgment, which is just, which is the doling of his justice, will have to burden, take that burden on themselves. And no one can withstand the justice or judgment or the wrath of God. We, the antichrist wrath is not God's wrath. God's wrath is hell. And and believers will not, I can say this emphatically <laughs> will not be subject to hell. And so the rest of it, you can split hairs on whether we'll be here for any or all of the tribulation, but that's not all God's wrath. You know, God's wrath is really when you reject him, that's hell. And there might be a portion where he sends out the bowls and the, you know, the seals and the, that will be, His wrath, and perhaps the believers won't be there, or will be protected from it. But um, we we have to be prepared in case we do have to experience some of the tribulation period. You know. So, anyway, that's my two cents on that. Yeah, I believe
1: we're not excluded from from man's wrath. We're just we're not you and I. I'm I'm still. Um, as far as the, what the antichrist, my personal belief is that it is God's wrath, but that's where you and I have agreed to disagree right, again right. on those 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 matters or whatever. <clears throat> but um, either way, okay, whether you are as you said
2: pre-tribber,
1: mm-hmm. mid, whatever, um, God is—he's still the same God that He says He yeah. is. He's still a God of of hope, of justice, of of yeah. mercy, of love, of, of wrath, of, of all these things. He, he still is God. I mean, yeah. there's, and yeah. this is where the church divides on so many things and then they don't communicate anymore yeah. because of that. And I think that's, <laughs> that's just not cool um, right. that they yeah. stop studying prophecy altogether, whatever, because they, they disagree on, on these things as to the, the, the timing. Which-
0: um right and and that's and that's not something that would change the fact that he's coming back you know what i mean or whether we should tune someone out or not we still Mm -hmm. have to prepare our hearts Mm -hmm. yeah yes exactly yes your
1: hearts exactly talk about having your affairs in order right you need to have your heart your heart in order um and living living for him amen for sure so yeah um What else? Yeah. I can't see anything without my glasses here. Sorry. (laughs) It's different now than before. Yeah. There's no doubt. And we're in the final minutes of history, as the saying goes, Um, because I don't know, maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel morally we've Mm -hmm. sunk as low as we possibly can. And I say that because of the attack on God's image Mm -hmm. and his created order. Mm -hmm. I don't think it gets any more depraved than that. Um, When we've, we've attacked marriage, you know, which is sacred enough to God that he uses it to represent Christ and his bride, the church. Mm -hmm. They've tried to usurp that Um, the gender, issues legalization of same sex um it's not really a marriage but in god's eyes and that's who counts but we've attacked uh, gender his male female everything that god has based everything on society you know families governments the world mm-hmm. um has been attacked mm-hmm. in a, in a really horrendous way and made legal yeah and made legal um, so I feel like we've gone as low as we can go. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's <laughs> ways we can well, sink even lower.
0: But, well, the, the Bible revelation does predict a little bit lower but it's really along the same lines because it's the lack of value of life, of human life, you know? Mm-hmm. And, that's- yeah, and the abort and the slaughter of babies, right? With the slaughter, and of-, the slaughter of-, of believers, there's going to be and- a huge slaughter of believers in the end times. And I know no yeah. one wants to hear that. Yeah. But- there's
1: always been persecution, but this is going to be worse than ever because it's going to be a worldwide slaughter. We've had places mm-hmm. in the world, such as the United States and Canada and other countries where it's been safe, to be a believer. But as we can see, and this is disappearing before our eyes, isn't it, Sarah? So again, now yeah. we're set up for worldwide persecution mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Another tribulation ask
0: <laughs> yep. thing remember, that is going on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, I was going to say, you know, that uh, it's predicted prophesied that the end times will be like the days of Noah and the days of Noah, there was of the, who knows how populated the earth was then, but it was populated. It was pretty mm-hmm. populated. And at least the corner of the earth that was, you know, had people on it. And um there was only seven people. Is that right? Did I get the number right? Seven that? or eight to something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Noah's family, Noah, his wife, his three sons and their wives. Mm-hmm. So it would have been eight people who were, Saved. That's how small the remnant was. Yeah. Now, grant our no our ark is Jesus Christ. You have to get on the ark of Jesus. That's your safety, right? That's our safety. Mm-hmm. We will weather the storm of the tribulation and God's eternal wrath, which is hell, for if we're on the ark of Jesus. Back then it was the literal wooden ark that Noah built, but it's going to be the same proportion of remnant. It's going to be a very small portion of people who can say, lose their earthly life to save their eternal life. But, you know, Jesus are this new Testament talks about how you lose your life for Christ's sake and you gain it. But you, if you try to save your earthly life, you will lose your eternal life to live as Christ to die as gain. I mean, how many people do you know who are kind of, caving right now because they're like, oh, I just don't want to deal with the stress. Just having to think about it and having to discern the factors and the, the convergence of factors today is too much for a lot of people. They just want their convenience. It is,
1: Sarah, because I um I was talking with one of my daughters about it and she was like in she's got young children and she was tearing up and she's like I I I just I can't I can't go there. I can't think about this. I don't want to discuss this. And I was like oh. You have to, like, yeah. you don't know. Of course you don't want to dwell on it. You don't want to, you know, be obsessed with it. No. Right. But you have to face these things or they're going to catch you off guard. And guess what? When that happens, I know it's hard, especially when you have young children and you 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 fear for them and, you know, what's going on right now in this world. But again, um, and, and, oh, and lawlessness. I don't know. That just popped into my head. Right. The spirit. Yeah. Antichrist lawlessness. Look at the lawlessness we're experiencing more than ever before, and most of it coming from our government,
0: our leaders. Talk about lawless people! Oh, they're um, promoting the lawlessness. They want. They're promoting the lawlessness. If, mm-hmm. you, if we can't see this as a sign, it is. It's a very. It's a sign. It's a fulfilled mm-hmm. prophecy. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's it's just it's just crazy how they're they're breeding it, and. People, the lawless, evil hearts are taking advantage of it. <laughs> you know, yeah. knowing that there's there's not much punishment <laughs> for things mm-hmm. now. The police force is is wrung out, very thin. Um, the yeah of the police,
0: along yeah. with letting
1: and criminals the vaccine the border mandate borders. with the with the police.
0: You know, they right. walking and out then, on the job. Oh, the healthcare workers, walking the police, out job. Mm-hmm. the border patrol. You know. Everyone mm-hmm. is, it, they're thinning the ranks mm-hmm. with this, you know, mandate that people don't want to, some people don't want to, um, you know, oblige by and are uh, too. And so, yeah, there, it's going to promote lawlessness. It's like a dry field and a match. <laughs> you got to be ready for that prairie fire, you know? And mm-hmm. so we're going to be running for the hills. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And people are going to be crying for, because stuff is going so down the tube right now. The the United States, right. One of the greatest nations economically, militarily, and and in many other ways, and used to be fairly morally, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, never perfect of course. Right. But um, we've gone so downhill. And since the Biden administration has taken over um, talk about to hell in a handbasket, as the saying goes, yeah. So things are getting bad. People can't afford stuff anymore. They're losing their jobs. They're losing their freedoms. And people are gonna be crying out for someone to come and set things right again. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody's thinking globally. Everybody's thinking for the first time ever before, too. Um, because climate change, who we didn't work, right? right there there a climate change crisis now we know let's just talk about this just for a brief moment because biblically sarah right yeah we know that man isn't going to destroy this earth nope. um he doesn't have the ability number one it's god's earth right um and climate change there's always been climate change um but this manufactured climate crisis stuff is just really gotten it. They really thought that's what was going to bring people, just bring their one world order. And it didn't work because not everybody was buying into it. Um, and of course, now we see how obsessed they are with it. This is just...
0: Well, they're not giving up on it, you know? I mean, do we no, want to be... but the pandemics, I
1: think they're big yeah. thing, right? That yeah. they're using now because it's like, well... Yeah. But they're meshing the two actually, right? The climate yeah. change and the pandemic, they're meshing them together. But this, this just... Craziness because we know God's going to keep this world, the weather, and the climate functioning until He Mm -hmm. comes and messes. (laughs)
0: Right. Or He uses people to mess with it on His behalf because there are things happening in technology that can mess with the weather now, you know? And I, we don't have to even get into that necessarily in detail. But if anyone wants to do a little bit of research, there's ways that uh, technology has to mess and cause weather patterns and uh, and volcanic. Yes, oh, I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah, but not to the not, extent not, that. Not that the
1: world's going to. No, you the know. world
0: cannot. Right? It won't. You know. That brings me to a point. When I was younger. I was an environmentalist. In fact, I planned on being an environmental lawyer. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being uh, caring for your environment. Stewarding God's creation. Absolutely. Absolutely, we should. I believed in global warming. I remember my uh, grandmother giving me a book. I gave my, my money. I had no money. But anything that I had, I gave to, I would mail in, like literal dollars to these organizations that help you know, combat global warming, et cetera. And she would say, but Sarah, you know, and try and give me the counter evidence. I didn't want to hear it. I'm like, how could you be so heartless? And then one, and I love my grandma, but you know, I just thought you just don't understand. Mm -hmm. Then I talked to a friend who was an evangelical Christian and I happened to say something along the lines of my beliefs. And she just looked at me and I said, and I was kind of offended i'm like she didn't agree with me you know (laughs) and i so i i have empathy for everyone out there who is Mm. a lot you know believes from the goodness of their hearts that they're right right Right. that's yes they Mm. don't understand eschatology and the god's plan and who's in control and i didn't at that time either and she told me point blank i said well i asked her I, i challenged her i'm like how could you not care about the environment And she did look at me with compassion, but she had her answer. We were teenagers. She had her answer ready. And this is how we need to prepare our children uh, to also have these answers. And she said, Jesus is going to come back before the earth is destroyed. Well, you know, and she didn't have say that we should destroy and, you know, do anything we want to this planet. But she said, Mm -hmm. I, my faith is in God. I'm not worried about it. And I thought I was, I was like, Oh, are you kidding me? that's so crazy. I remember (laughs) thinking that, but it never has. It was a way. It was God um, planting a seed in my head
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: I've never forgotten it. And so I always come back to that and that well, look what we can do, you know, Mm -hmm. speaking of prophecy and, you know, being Christian and listen, if we have these conversations or if we have a response ready, she didn't shove it down my throat let's just say use that myth Mm -hmm. but she had a response ready and it cast enough doubt or it was deep enough rooted in my heart that every time then from then on forward I would replay that response of hers in my mind every time I was concerned or heard anything about the environment and it caused me to go back and and really research it we don't have to fear climate change yes we should be good stewards of our environment absolutely absolutely Yep. However, God is in control. God has a plan. His plan will come to fruition before anything else happens. And so we have to be skeptical about those who claim that it is going to happen because that doesn't align with scripture.
1: Right. Well, because they're using it as political gain, it's unfortunately there's yes. people not everyone. Um, there's people have used it as a means to manipulate Politically, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, that that's the sad part. And the great Um,
0: reset, as you said, is going mm -hmm. to be, you know, focused all around, uh, all all around that. Yeah. 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 But yeah.
1: So anyway, it's just, I don't know.
0: (laughs) So sorry. I had a little aside there.
1: No, (laughs) that was, that was excellent. I'm glad that you put that in there and that you said that. So I don't know. Is there anything else that we haven't really touched upon?
0: um that you'd like to no i just think that um i mean part of what jesus predicts right and god i guess and especially the old testament is that no eye has seen no ear has heard uh, Mm and what what he has prepared for us and Mm -hmm. this is prophesied we want to put our hope in that and not in the things of this world, not in man's ability to save us from whatever manufactured crisis that is going to happen. And we need to see it like that. Man lies. I'm a liar. You're a liar. You know what I mean? We have the capacity to sin. God does not.
1: Let God be true. And every man, a liar. Is
0: that that That's verse right. There?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like man, that he should lie. He would not do that. So yeah. we, we can trust God what he says in scripture, a quadrillion fold more than we can trust that person behind the podium or on the TV or the talking head or Mm -hmm. the official or government president or whoever it Mm -hmm. is. We need to put our trust in God before it's too late. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I I use this illustration line. It was from a, Oh gosh, I'm going to give the wrong name, but it was from, from someone like Spurgeon or one of those or Edwards. And he was preaching at a church in the winter I read his, um, testimony about this and he, there was a young couple in there and he said, give your lives to Christ tonight. Don't wait. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And they said, ah, we're going to wait. You know, it's a little too much for us. And this is a hundred years ago or so, you Mm -hmm. know, so even back then, and what did they do? They went ice skating that night and fell through the ice and died. And I'm not making this up. So, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. There is an end, whether it's the end of our lives or the end of all lives, at the you know end of the church age. And so we need to make that decision for Christ today. There is no time to wait. We mm-hmm. don't know what's what We don't know what tomorrow will bring. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't know. We don't know what
1: today will bring. We don't know what the next second or hour will bring, Sarah. We just, we don't. Everyone has an appointment with death. Um, yeah. And we, we just, we don't know. Or well, we can or, see the
0: prophecy to get a bigger, better picture of where it's heading. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So resources I
1: have on my website, um, I have actually direct links to Understanding the Times, to um, Amir Sarfati who is a jewish christian in israel um he's he has a lot on the end times and middle east updates he he has a lot of good information there and jack hibbs who's also very wonderful Uh, when it comes to um he's a great pastor as well but um on prophecy any resources that you like to go to sarah
0: well, I would just send people to my book, The Best Is Yet to Come. Oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, this vlog. Yeah. I'm joking. No. No, but- no, but this book I have to say to people that this book
1: was um <laughs> I-, I love this book. There's a lot to unpack, but Sarah beautifully packaged it.
2: <laughs> but oh, there was see. a lot
1: to unpack. Um she does address the good, the bad, and the ugly about the future, not in a negative, you know, sensationalized way. She doesn't do it like that, but she also infuses God's hope and who God is. She weaves it throughout the book and she calls the reader to task on where they stand with God, what their spiritual status is with, with God and, and the amount of time that you don't have that you think that you
0: have. But and a picture of heaven. You and know, a picture what, of heaven. It, it? it was such a hopeful mm-hmm. book. You, yes. you. you, well, you I don't got- know. Yeah. Thank you. That's sweet. But I did put a shameless plug in there for that because I do think that timely God told me to write this 20 years ago. That's why mm-hmm. I did it. Otherwise, it never would have happened. And he told me the time was when the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, that mm-hmm. was a campaign slogan. Mm -hmm. And I knew then I was like, whoops, now's my time. So this is not the end all be all book. There's so many good messages out there, but I just wanted to be obedient. So I wrote it down. But um, that said, uh, there, you know, it's, there are some great, even John MacArthur, you know. Yes. Yep. Oh, David Jeremiah.
1: David Jeremiah. Addresses biblical prophecy very well. David Jeremiah and John
0: MacArthur. Yep. It's a good one. That's right. Yeah. There's some really good ones mm-hmm. out there. I'll get them up
1: really... on the,
0: I'll get them up on the website too. Yeah. You know, there's some really good resources out there, but start with those. And I think you'll be, you'll be in good shape. And then of course the Bible, yes, it's great to the Bible. God will give you the, the understanding that you need. And if you have questions, yeah, reach out to anyone reach out to us reach out to, you know, any of those people reach out to a good commentary. Uh, I really like Biblehub.com. Yes, um, favorite resource yep. it has tons of commentaries and everything that are easily accessible. So you know, there's you're gonna, you're gonna be okay. And just the fact that you're listening, and that you are interested, mm-hmm. I would say prepare, start to prepare your heart. And
1: talk to your talk to your pastor if you do attend a church. Don't don't be afraid to go talk to them and ask why why find out why they're not studying prophecy. Um, Yeah, maybe you're lucky and you go to a church that encourage them to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Definitely. So, um, oh, and behold, he comes that conference, um, which I that was on September 11th, and I live streamed that. But they are selling the DVDs to that too. That was fantastic. Um, prophecy right. conference that they held. Um, again, Jan Markell, Jack Hibbs, Pastor Barry Stagner, um, Michelle Balcom. There's all kinds of great people that I've always relied on listening to. Um, very grounded people as far as understanding the times. Yeah. Biblically, looking at the current events through a biblical lens. And that's what we need to do. We need to view everything that's going on through a biblical lens and not be afraid. Please don't be afraid. God does yeah. not give us insights into what's going to happen to make us afraid um he loves us enough to give us a heads up for our sake and the sake of those around us we love i mean we should have we should be living with a sense of urgency we should be heavenly minded i know there's that saying they say oh you know so heavenly minded you don't do any earthly good Mm -hmm. that's not usually how people are when you're heavenly minded yes always have eternity in mind and then live on earth Right? Right. With that perspective, share the gospel, share the good news of Christ, live as a good example for those who don't know Christ. Encourage your brothers and sisters in Christ who may be discouraged. Um, it's a blessing. I mean, what the, the book of Revelation, okay, with all that future prophecy in there, what does it say? Um, that those who read the book, What's that verse, Sarah? Help me out.
0: There's a special blessing there's in there. There's a special blessing for those who read Revelation.
1: Yes. Yeah. Blessed are those who hear and read. heed the words of the book or something. Yeah. But God does it out of love for us because he wants us prepared. As Sarah said several times, our hearts to be prepared. God wants our hearts to be prepared to, well, to meet him <laughs> That's what um, we're doing. And, and to stand strong for, for whatever may lay ahead. So... Yep. God is good all the time. As the saying goes all the time, God is good. He's a good God. He's a just God. He will bring about justice in his way and his time. So please don't become discouraged when evil seems to be prevailing or, or flourishing right now. It's temporary and God knows what he's doing. God's got a plan, a good plan for those that are his with this. If you don't know God, God, Reach out to Sarah. Reach out to me if you'd like to talk about God. Look, we're sinners. You are a sinner. If you're listening to this, you don't know God. You maybe feel you don't need God. You are a sinner. God is perfect. He's holy. And sin, as God tells us, must be punished. It must be punished. God sent his son Jesus to come and take that punishment for you and for I. For, for all sinners. And what, what does God want from you and I in return? He wants us to believe on him, believe in his son, to trust him, to repent, to turn away from our sin, to go to him for forgiveness and for help to stop living, you know, being a slave to sin. He wants us to put our hope and our trust in him, in his son, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Believe that he died on that cross and he rose from the dead. He conquered death. And because he conquered death, I can conquer death. Sarah will conquer death. Those who come to know him and trust in him and live for him, make Mm -hmm. Jesus their Lord and Savior. Okay, God changes hearts. He changes lives. You will have eternal life with him. In heaven one day and you will you will never be alone again god is with us so in a nutshell um we're sinners we need jesus he paid the price that we should rightfully be paying for our sinfulness we cannot keep god's law his his commandments that's clear no one can keep his law and you break just one of god's laws and that's enough to send you to hell Mm -hmm. right there uh, unfortunately, and that—that's a choice that we make. By the way, God—God God isn't some cruel God that just makes everything impossible for people so that they <laughs> can't do it and you know measure up and um and and send them to hell. No, that law was to show us how short, right? How short we come of how much we miss the mark, really. Um, mm-hmm. But that's where Jesus comes in. He—he he bridged that separation because we're separated from God. Thanks to Adam and Eve, it all began in the garden, but man's been separated from God ever since, and Jesus has come to bridge that gap through his death and resurrection. Hmm. So, um, yeah. Um, but anyway, Sarah, I, I have your contact information on my website. Thank you. You're on my I'm podcast gonna... guest page. So I don't know if you have any other new new links since
0: then i don't then. think so i mean i think i'll give you the link to that uh times of the signs and yes thing. yes we'll because put that I think on that's there interesting you know it just kind of goes over biblical prophecies since we're talking about it for the mm-hmm. end times in particular even though all a prophecy matters and we need to not shy away from it because it, it strengthens as we said our faith knowing that what god says does come to pass 100 mm-hmm. percent so yeah, and otherwise, it's just been such a pleasure to be here with you and discussing this. Well, you know, you and I could talk for days about <laughs> everything. It's yeah. our passion. We love Jesus and we want everyone to love Jesus, but we also want to help you know, we're just normal people that just want to discuss it and mm-hmm. come to a deeper understanding and relationship with God and each other on his behalf or his glory. So if anyone else wants to do that, keep tuning in with Rebecca, because One Little Candle podcast is amazing. Oh, She's thank like, you. Yes, I love, love it.
1: I I love doing it. I enjoy it, Sarah. I, I really do. Um, you know, and whoever, if it's just one person, as I've said to you, if one person hears an episode and it it helps them and encourages them, it changes their life or points them in the right direction. Your job. I've, yeah, exactly. So Amen. thank you and for you- listening. Thank you for tuning in, guys. We We appreciate you very much. So, all right, Sarah. All right. Thank Thank you you. again. Sarah and I do have another episode in the works in the future. And this one's going to be on cherry picking. Yeah. Cherry picking Leviticus. (laughs) Yes. So we're going to go cherry picking.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Come cherry picking with us. It'll be nice. Yes. (laughs) In in an
1: uh, upcoming episode in the book of Leviticus, one of the most uh, kind of overlooked books in the in the Bible and misinterpreted and mis- misunderstood. And yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go cherry picking. So
0: <laughs> nice. I can't wait. Thank you so much for having me as your guest host today. It's been a pleasure. You're awesome. And praise Jesus, right? Love it. A- absolutely, Sarah, you too. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.